You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Hi, I'm Julie Larson Brisher, Science and Technology Editor for Meeting Place Magazine. Welcome to Episode 2 of Meeting Pod, where we're talking Industry 4.0 Tips and Tactics with Jorge Izquierdo, Vice President of Market Development for PMMI, the Association for Packaging and Processing Technologies. Jorge oversees PMMI's market development plans, research, and programs for strengthening the competitiveness of North American suppliers and packaging and processing equipment. He also has responsibility over PMMI's international initiatives and oversees all of PMMI's research efforts in the U.S. and abroad. Jorge is a go-to resource on all things Industry 4.0, and he regularly shares a wealth of knowledge and insight on digital transformation topics for meat and poultry processing operations in Meeting Place's digital technical article series. Welcome to Meeting Pod, Jorge. It's great to have you as a guest on the podcast. Hey, Julie. Thank you very much. It's great to be here with you. Well, let's talk a little Industry 4.0. Obviously, COVID-19 has had a tremendous impact on all sectors of the meat and poultry supply chain in 2020, and that's expected to continue for some time in 2021. But as meat and poultry processors adopt or strengthen their Industry 4.0 strategies this year, what kind of economic factors or technological advances do you think is going to affect digital transformation initiatives? Sure. I guess, first of all, let me tell you, when we talk about Industry 4.0, it sounds like, wow, something new, incredible, wow. I guess the technology itself is not that new, you know, and there are some industries that have been using this technology for decades, really. What's different, what's new, it's that costs have come down significantly. Now, many of these technologies are available for many industries. In many cases, like, you know, in the past, you were talking about industries like oil and gas, energy generation, the cost of infrastructure projects and things like that. But when you're talking about food processing, sometimes, well, it's not the same level of investment. So it was certainly harder to justify investment. But again, you know, the difference is now all these technologies, the capability to acquire data, store it and analyze it as the cost has come down significantly. So now it's available for everybody. And you can see it for sure at home, you know, at the office, different ways that data is now available to you from Google Maps to Alexa and uh, OK Google and all those kind of things that are there to help you these days. The same thing happens in the industry. Now, as it happens in manufacturing operations, more and more of the equipment now includes all these sensors, all these data acquisitions technologies that are making uh, available to manufacturers many of the advantages these days. Yeah. Do you think that COVID has kind of driven as an economic factor whether people are pulling back on their digital transformation initiatives or maybe investing more? I would say investing more. One of the things that we've found in terms of processing and packaging operations, COVID certainly had created a significant barrier for technology suppliers to go to the manufacturing operations when there's a problem, when a machine stops, a line shuts down. In the past, you would call a service technician, they will come and they will check and fix whatever was wrong, you know. Some cases, they were able to do that remotely. 
these days, the option of bringing somebody from the outside into your plant, and when you talk about, I need to find somebody from a different state, get into the plant, and then comply with all the restrictions that uh, COVID policies in manufacturing are implying, it's almost impossible. So it's actually the opposite. In many cases, there are equipment, there are technologies already installing the operations that haven't been used before, and COVID has pushed these technologies to be used now. You know, like, uh, I know you wanted to talk about remote access. This is really the time when remote access has taken off in the past few months. As I said, in terms of use, technology that was already installed but was not used before, now it's being used. And in terms of investment as well, because of number one is service, maintenance, to some degree installations, new installations now. Now they are being done remotely. In some cases, sometimes services done via, you know, through informal ways, like from video chats, your cell phone, mobile devices, but more formally, they are done as well directly via the machines technology. Well, let's continue talking about that a little bit. So can you explain a little bit about how does a remote maintenance program work? You know, how can it benefit and improve that productivity for a meat processing operation? Like, what are some tips for that kind of a program success? Sure. So when you talk about maintenance, there are many different types of maintenance that you can talk about. I guess many times we're used to the corrective maintenance, meaning we fix something when something breaks. Now with the data and the use of Industry 4.0 technologies, because we collect all the information, all those data points from the equipment, you know, we keep collecting temperatures, speeds, energy consumption, vibration from the machine, and we get all that information and that translating into what for humans would be experience, right? We get experience about how a machine behaves when it runs properly. Now, when there's a problem, the computers are able to tell you, hey, there's a hiccup here. There's more vibration. We're consuming more energy than we should. Temperature is running higher in the, in the motor on different components. And it's able to pinpoint where the problem is before it creates an issue in your manufacturing operation, before the line stops. So meaning you're able to stop and say, hey, I know that I need to replace these bearings in the equipment, but I don't need to do it right now. I can schedule it maybe based on the experience, all the experience that we have on how these components fail. I know that I can wait maybe a few days, maybe a hundred hours, okay? So I can schedule the stop and the service. And that really increases the productivity of the manufacturing operations significantly. So it's not an emergency. It's something that you can plan. You can order the spare parts, okay? You have the people ready to jump in. If you need somebody to be at hand to tell you, hey, you know, you need to unplug these, switch down these, break or do, do other things, and then replace the part, you can do it. So at the end of the day, what's happening is these technologies are able to increase the productivity of the operations. Yeah, which is really important, especially right now with COVID. You know, it's put a lot of pressure on the labor issue in meat and poultry plants. And so any uptick in automation, this sort of planning ahead that remote maintenance is allowing that makes you more productive, but you're not as 
focused on the labor issue that you are lacking maybe people, but maybe it's an opening for better training. Oh, for sure. I can tell you the lack of qualified operators. It's not just a problem in the meat industry. It's a problem as a whole in manufacturing. So many of the technologies, the advances in technology have been moving towards helping manufacturing companies address these issues. Maybe now you're very familiar when you walk into an operation, you see many of these machines with these very nice, large screens, interactive. Maybe they will resemble a little like how a smartphone looks like. You know, it's more intuitive. When you get a smartphone, it's an amazing piece of technology. It can do so many different things, but it comes without instructions. And you're able to navigate it, right? So that's what manufacturers of equipment are doing with what they call the HMIs, the Human Machinery Interface. They're becoming much more intuitive. Training is part of the process. Even if the machine is much more complicated and sophisticated, the operation of the machinery is being simplified. Many cases, you have a piece of equipment and if the line stops, in some cases, part of the equipment with light in red. So you will know exactly where you need to walk, right? You don't need to guess. You walk there, you stand in front, and then you open the door, and there's, for example, a QR code that you will scan and will tell you, oh, you in this section of the piece of equipment, this is what you need to do, how you need to address this problem. Now, going into more sophisticated technologies, you can, for example, wear glasses with augmented reality, you know, that you're looking at the piece of the equipment, the glasses are able to recognize the section and will immediately pop up the manual for service, right? You see an image of the manual of, the, of service there for specifically that piece of equipment and telling you what you need to do. You don't need to run. You don't need to search. It pops up in front of you. It makes it easier. So what happens here is whenever you lose an operator because he's moving to a different department, maybe they're finding a different position, a different company, whatever, it's normal rotation, I guess, within the companies. What happens is the training is much shorter, okay? You don't need also as much qualification in the operator as you would have in the past. So technology is kind of filling many of these gaps for manufacturing. It sounds like if you're interested in getting better training, that maybe all that video gaming you've been doing on the side might come in handy. <laughs> Absolutely. And let me tell you, the other, we were talking about remote maintenance, remote training, of course. Now it's very common and it's been used everywhere. It was used before, but now, as you said, with COVID, there's no option. You've got to embrace it. Well, let me ask you, earlier you were mentioning how Industry 4.0 or smart manufacturing, as it once was known, right, is an area that's well established in other industries like automotive and space and that sort of thing. Do you have any takeaways that you could share that you think from those industries that would be applicable for the meat and poultry processing industries? Yeah, absolutely. I would say certainly for meat and poultry, but for many of the food processing segments, I would say number one is look for the low hanging fruit. In many cases, we are thinking about all these very sophisticated things we can do and remote and doing this and that. The number one thing is all those sensors are providing you data. Make sure you display and you make that data available for your operators. It's as simple things as throughput, 
Sometimes you need to wait until the end of the shift to know that you are short by the time that you cannot do anything. Okay. If you have numbers displayed immediately in real time, you're able to fix things and to make a difference before it's too late. You don't get just a, hey, sorry, you missed. You get a, hey, you need to speed up here or something is happening over there, right? So it's low-hanging fruit. Start with those simple applications, get the information, share the information locally, and then start going up. That's a good way to start, number one. Number two, in many of our manufacturing facilities, there's a significant number of pieces of legacy equipment, okay? They are not digital. They don't have those sensors, that technology that we're now trying to take advantage of it. The next one is bring them to the digital age. You know, it's relatively easy. You can install what they call, it's kind of a small black box that will be measuring some of the basic uh, data points that will help you. They are relatively inexpensive. They will provide you a lot of benefits down the road. And again, it's how to bring the legacy equipment or at least connect that legacy equipment to the digital world. That would be, I would say, number two. Number three, something that's very important when you talk about remote, about uh, data, about big data, storing in the cloud, things like that. You're talking about going out of your own company, right? Of the plant space. When you do that, you need to, of course, with reason, you have a lot of concerns with cybersecurity, okay? One of the barriers we've seen consistently, there's a barrier between what is IT and OT. IT is pretty much the traditional information technology that we see in the companies that manage all the the process in terms of data for the business, okay? And OT, it's all the live data from operations, right? And there's a disconnect. Normally, it's IT, the one responsible for cybersecurity in the operations, and they are reluctant to give access for OT and suppliers. And no question, they need to be careful, right? But there are technologies, there are platforms that are designed specifically to to make these connections in a safe way. So it's important to get that conversation started early on to have OT and IT start having the conversation, how to do it, how to make it happen, how to implement it. I think if you start working with those four things, in short term, you're going to see the gains of the implementation of Industry 4.0 technologies. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, now, and this might be digging in a little bit deep, but I wanted to ask you also, do you have any do's or don'ts advice type for meat processors when it comes to assessing IIoT or industrial Internet of Things devices or systems, data management? Is there any general tips? Yes, I would say number one thing is, you know, a lot of these names, initials, these letters, you know, they, they sound a little scary. The one thing you need to understand, it's about data. All of this about data, how to use data. So when we first started installing automation in manufacturing, we first were looking for uh, engineers, maybe mechanicals, mechanical staff, you know, to fix the equipment. Then it was not just mechanic, it was electric. So we look for an electrician. Then we have controllers. Then we have, now that we're getting data into the manufacturing space, you need to find somebody that understands data, okay, that can help you 
collect the data, save the data, use the data. And I couldn't tell you, it's not that you're going to do it. You need to have somebody that understands it and can be the broker between your company and the companies that will help manage that information. That will be the first one, you know. Find somebody that understands data. Maybe you have somebody within your company, but if not, that's the number one thing. Number two, find a good partner. Even if you have a good person internally that understands data, there are so many different things that you need to understand, you need to be familiar with to make sure that these things work. Get a good partner that will help you with establishing these technologies. You know, it's most likely as you go through the first steps and again, the low hanging fruit, you start collecting data, you start storing that information someplace else. Very likely, you will engage with a third party that will analyze that data for you and will tell you, okay, you know, these are the patterns that we have established. We have a history, we have an experience, and these are the problems that you're having now, okay? But in order to do that, you need to engage with third parties. Engage a good partner to help you with this data acquisition technology. Don't try to do it yourself. That would be my advice. We are not on that business. We are just an expectator. But that would be something that I would recommend. That will save you a lot of time and money. Thanks very much, Jorge, for your insights. And as always, I've really enjoyed speaking with you. And listeners, you can also head over to meetingplace.com and access our technical archives to get more info from our Industry 4.0 Connect newsletters featuring PMMI exclusives articles on digital transformation and smart manufacturing. Or visit PMMI's website at pmmi.org to find out more about upcoming PAC Expo events and a whole range of business intelligence and industry reports that can help your operation get smarter. Thanks again, Jorge. Julie, thank you. It's always great to talk to you. Thanks for spending time with MeetingPod today. Remember to tune in on Mondays and get the inside track on the people and processes that power the protein supply. Be sure to subscribe to MeetingPod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Meeting Place and Altmate magazines on social media or visit our websites at meetingplace.com and alt-meet.net.